Hey, hey, hey! Guess who I have today? On this episode, I sit down with Michael J. Wilson. After fleeing Tennessee for the greener pastures in California, Michael had some hard times and ended up living on the streets for a while. But he never lost his focus. He just released the third book in his Morning Dove Mystery series and his fourth book overall. We talk about his journey, his inspiration, his process, and the highs and the lows. His novels aren't just who done it, but how done it. He incorporates clever mysteries into the methods, not just the murderers. We talk good food, fun places to visit, and bad television. I poke fun at his singing and his humor, and I try to pull this self-described introvert a little bit out of his shell. So sit down, strap in, turn on, and turn up this episode of Tony on the Mic! Our story begins as these stories often do. He does embroidery silk shirt. Did you just belt right in the middle of my read? Come on, man. I got sponsors to please. Listen to a story about a man named Jed. Hopefully you'll edit that out. I'm not. I <laughs> promise you. You belch on the mic. Not only is it going to make the away. podcast, it's going to make the opening snippets where I just take little bits and pieces. It's going to it's going to make that. So the first thing people hear in your voice is going to be the burp and the reference to your burp. So I'm so you, sorry. Did you like that little Australian accent? I yeah, I did. Okay. Hey, you had me fooled. I thought I was in, in, <laughs> I was I was in Sydney. I'm funny, I'm funny when I'm around people I know. Okay. Uh, but well, uh, clearly we've never met. Yeah. <laughs> True, see? So, so you don't get to experience that. I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony Lawrence and I'm Tony on the mic. Today, my guest is author Michael, don't call him Mikkel Wilson. Say hi to folks, Michael. Hi, how you doing? Actually, Alexa calls me Mickle. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. well, <laughs> well, that was one of my first questions because I just saw your name in print and we hadn't spoken. And I said, Michael, Mikkel? It's Michael. Everybody just like Michael Jordan, Michael. Right. I'm sure there are lots of famous Michaels, one why I can't think of any right Michael now. Michael J. Fox. There you go, there you go. Michael J. Fox. Uh, we just watched... Uh, the movies that made us, and they did a real deep dive into Back to the Future, the first Back to the Future. That's That was a fun story. So you were born in Tennessee. 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 Yes, Tennessee. Uh, Lebanon, Tennessee. Okay, and you went to high school there? Yeah, uh, Lebanon High School and uh, transferred uh, to Dixon County High School. Okay, where so, is that in relation? Uh, Dixon is near Clarksville. Uh, it's about an hour west of Nashville. Okay. Did you take the last train? Yeah. <laughs> see, what I, see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm full of them, man. Yeah. It's going to be all night. Get used to it. <laughs> and Lebanon's about 28 miles uh, southeast of Nashville. Okay. You got on a Greyhound with a wing and a prayer. Yeah. I um, When I was in college, uh, I went to MTSU in Murfreesboro. That's Middle Tennessee? Sorry, yeah. Middle Tennessee State Middle University. Middle Tennessee State University. And... Uh, I, you know, Tennessee wasn't the happiest place to grow up gay. Ah, and, wait, wait, uh, you're gay? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. My, my guest today has been Michael Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's funny what some people did when they read the first book with the gay protagonist. They, as soon as they found out he was gay, they, they gave me a bad review. Really? But, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, no, that's funny. Uh, keep that in your head. No, just t- tell me about it. What, what, do you th- what do you think was that? Let's Let's... Strike while that iron's hot. So, I mean... Who who gave you a bad review? Was it... It was on Amazon. uh, But unlike what I just did and talk about being gay, 
I don't walk into a room normally and announce that fact. Yeah. And so when I had a protagonist, uh, and my Morning Dove Mysteries, the protagonist is gay, but okay. I don't announce that in the first book. You just find out naturally about okay. about a third of the way into it. Huh. And so uh, I had a bad review. Uh, someone posted, yuck. Uh, the protagonist is gay, and that the the writer really? sh- the writer should have warned us. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's inconceivable to me. Yeah, that is inconceivable to me. Well, it's funny. I don't know if you know who Jonathan uh, Evison. Jonathan Evison. He wrote Long Boy and uh, North North Cascades. He's got about four. He was funny. He was on, and he had a New York Times bestselling book. And I said, what's, you know, what's the most impressive thing about that? And he goes, the most impressive thing is how few books you actually have to sell to become (laughs) your bestseller. I said, oh, all right. But he is not gay, but he wrote a gay protagonist in Lawn Boy, which is the first book of his that I read. And that was one of my first questions. I said, are are you gay? Because it was a believable protagonist. And he goes, no, but I'm super glad you thought I was because, (laughs) you know, that's what you strive for if you're trying to create a character. That's cool. All right. You're here with Gay Talk on... <laughs> no, so in high school, you were a nerd, although you uh, were elected Latin club president? Yeah, that was at Lebanon High School. I, I was a total nerd, and I, I took Latin, and uh, I wasn't very outgoing at all. I was very shy, but somehow I got elected to be uh, president of the Latin club, and that was my claim to fame in high school. Wow. Were yeah. you, did you run unopposed, or were there other people? <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> I didn't run. They just voted. Oh, really? Yeah, so it wasn't like any kind of campaign or anything. Clearly, I don't think you'd be great on the campaign trail. No, I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, this is funny, you joined Beta, Thi- Beta Theta Pi fraternity. Right. And then when you decided to hop on a Greyhound and head to Los Angeles, you stayed at their house for a while. Yeah, at the fraternity house at UCLA. So about two weeks before the end of my sophomore year, I just um, decided I really need to leave Tennessee. Okay. And it was a toss-up between New York and L.A., and I just went with L.A. for the weather. Yeah, good call. Yeah, and so I <laughs> sold my car. I got like 200 bucks for my car and bought a Greyhound bus ticket. took three days to get to L.A., uh, I had about a hundred dollars left in my pocket. Spent twenty five on a cab getting to UCLA. Showed up on the doorstep with one uh, one bag and asked them. I told them I was a beta from Tennessee and asked if I could stay there for a while. And you know, I, I had not written or, or contacted them beforehand. I just showed up and they tested me, make sure I was a beta. <laughs> I was gonna say, is there a secret yeah, handshake? Yeah, or there something? was a secret handshake, okay. and they tested a, me a about the secret yeah, handshake. Yeah. Dude, you're the first person I know who actually had a secret hand. Yeah. <laughs> no, cool. there was. And then they also tested me on the history of the fraternity, and I, I passed, and okay. they let me stay in their trophy room for a nice. while, which was interesting. Yeah, I can, uh, but it's inside. Yeah. And it's reasonably warm, I But it, yeah, never, no one ever goes to sleep. What time? So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> what time of year was that? Uh, God, I think that was like March or April. Okay, so, so spring. Yeah, it, well, Actually, it had to be a little bit later, I guess, because it was two weeks before the end of the semester, so probably okay. May. May, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's always good weather anyway. Yeah. Then you slept in your car, you said? No, I didn't have a car. I, oh. um, I, I 
eventually found someone to move in with, but that didn't last very long. And then I was out on the streets. So I was homeless and panhandling in Hollywood for a couple of months. Now, when you say panhandling, just make a sign stand on a corner and hope people... Just, yeah, just asking for money. And uh, I I found someone who owned a furniture shop on Melrose and he had a a beat up uh, truck that didn't run anymore. It had a little topper on it. And he, he said I could sleep in there if I wanted to. So I used yeah. to sleep there at night. And then I would, there was a service station that that had a, a chain link fence that was locked, but I could squeeze through the gate. And I would go there in the morning and freshen up. And sometimes I'd go on job interviews, trying to, you know, whatever right. I could find in the paper. But when I had no interviews that day, I'd just spin it on the street. Wow. And, uh, well, everybody says that you make a ton of money doing that. Is I don't recall making a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the the aggravating misconceptions that I that people say. You know, they make more money than I do, and they don't have to pay tax. I'm like, go didn't go do it. Yeah. The the interview process is pretty simple. They're always hiring. Yeah. <laughs> you can walk right out and do it. No experience required. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so then. You got a bed. Tell me about the first bed that you felt like was your home. That, that yeah. After. So um, I finally, I, I, I was a pharmacy tech in college uh, at, at a hospital. And so I was applying for pharmacy tech jobs in L.A. Mm-hmm. at retail pharmacies. And uh, there was one in Beverly Hills. It was called Santa Glen Pharmacy. It's not there anymore. It's right on the corner of Santa Monica and Beverly Glen. I know and, exactly where that is. Oh, you did? Work, okay. I used to work in Santa Monica. The, the oh, you did? The okay. Beyond on Olympic. Yeah. So there was a, a manager there. His name is Bob Fisher. I think he just uh, took pity on me and <laughs> hired me. And after a few weeks, I, th- I think it was my second paycheck, I was able to finally get a place of my own. It was okay. a $290 um, roach-infested apartment building. 290 just off a week? A month. 290 a month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. Was this 1890? <laughs> when was this? No, it was the 80s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, 200 then it was uh, not luxurious. No, it was a studio with a hot plate and a twin bed, and nice. that was it. But it's a step up. Yeah. I assume you have a house now? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say that knowing full well. And you are married. Yes. uh, I um, proposed to my now husband at uh, Machu Picchu when we were there. And uh, and this was before it was even legal for us to get married. And then when it became legal, we planned the wedding. We've been married six years now. Six years legally? Yes. And then before that? Uh, no, we didn't. Oh, okay. We didn't do anything before. Okay. We waited until it became oh, legal. Okay. So, and how long had have you been together? Uh, almost ten years. Ten now. years. Yeah. Okay. And you met at a CD bar. Yeah. <laughs> My first time at the CD bar in in North Park. It was uh, called Pex, and uh, and I was there for about ten minutes when I met Jason, and we left about ten minutes later, and really? the rest is history. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's now see that's a great story because you ended up together. That's a tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> many times there are many tragedies that start like that. Oh yeah, I met someone in a CD bar. We left ten minutes later. Yeah, and they never heard from me again. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's not a pretty story. They, they you know, the meeting, but I think the uh, engagement and everything since then has yeah. been pretty great. Obviously, yeah, that's awesome. 
That's fantastic. So you came at 19 to be a screenwriter. Yes. I'd written a couple of screenplays when I was in college. And so in addition to wanting to be someplace that was more accepting, I I wanted to make it as a screenwriter. Um, That got put on the back burner for quite a few years while I just tried getting by. I was a bartender at at a gay bar in L.A. called Studio One. It's not there anymore either. Um, I wonder if the common denominator is you. I know. <laughs> I, I, I send places out of business. So. <laughs> but, uh, no, and then in 1999, I well, what I would do when I would write screenplays, I would never do anything with them. I didn't mm-hmm. submit them. I didn't try to get them made. I just filed them away in that's my me. file cabinet. That's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's me right now. And, and so uh, 1999 came around. I decided I need to... Uh, a change in my life. I, I was pretty lost. And uh, I went to Sedona for two weeks by myself. I camped out, I hiked, I meditated. And uh, it really inspired me. And when I came back, I, I wrote a screenplay about Sedona. It's a contemporary fantasy slash uh, sci-fi uh, screenplay. And again, I, I just uh, shelved it after I was done. Uh, and then I wrote my first novel. It was called, uh, well, I, I don't want to share the name, but I wrote my first novel. Now, why don't you want to share the name? Just out of curiosity. Uh, because it, I'm going to use it later. <laughs> oh, okay. So your upcoming novel is titled dot, yeah. dot, 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 dot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. No, it, it's, uh, it, I wrote my first uh, novel. I decided I wanted to step away from screenplays and see, try my hand at writing a book. And uh, it was a, an, a dark action adventure story of a 15-year-old boy in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, and again, I shelved it. And uh, I went back to Sedona and decided, since I'd written a book now, that I want to change that. I want to adapt that into a book. Okay. So that became my first published novel, Sedona, The Lost Vortex. And what year was that? Ten, ten years ago. Okay. Ten 2011. Years. Now, have you always been a storyteller? Yeah. I mean, like when you were a kid, you remember, what was the earliest writing or storytelling that you remember? Uh, I used to make up like Christmas plays and stuff like that. Yeah. I used to, yeah, I used to, I I loved, I would get one of those uh, three punch notebooks or whatever and fill them up with stories and write, do artwork on the outside. Like it was a book. Nice. And I mean, like sixth grade, third grade. I mean, what are you? Kindergarten, preschool. Oh, not kindergarten, but I, I would say uh, elementary, junior elementary. high, okay. somewhere around there. Wow. Yeah, and I think I think most creatives are are creatives from way back because that yeah. that was me. I rem- I remember doing like song parodies and plays and inventing characters, and it went into my parenting. We we. <laughs> We would have opera night where you're only allowed to speak in opera, like oh, please wow. pass the peas. <laughs> or <laughs> I don't think I would have wanted that with my family. I don't right. think any of us could sing. So. Or, well, we'd have English gentleman night. I say, I say, may I please? Oh, no, that was Southern gentleman night. May I please have some more meatloaf? And we would just <laughs> dumb silly stuff like that. But it's gone, and it, and I don't think, at least I hope, I don't know many people who've grown out of it, and I hope most people don't, even if they don't make a living or even if they don't, but that, I think that just creative, enjoying fantasy, alternate reality stuff, I just think it's important. I think we get so bogged down in today's society with reality punching us in the face (laughs) all the time. I completely agree. Yeah, and and I think think an escape 
is important. So let's see. Your first unpublished novel is going to now be repurposed? Well, is that? Yeah. So after I published Sedona, I started thinking about that first book I wrote. And I was wondering what that kid would be doing as an adult. Okay. And I figured he would be in law enforcement. And so that became the impetus for my Morning Dove mystery series. And it how many books are in the series? Uh, there are three now. Three now. And you got another one in the works? Or? Yeah, another one in the works. There, I've got at least eight. Oh, uh, wow. That they're, that's going to be in the series. So. Outstanding. That's awesome. All right, so if you listen to uh, Jennifer's episode, if and hopefully you'll listen to more because it's a really fun show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Then uh, do you have like an inkling of what's coming next? No. Really? Yeah, I just listened to Jennifer's, but I did plan on on circling back and No, and well, even in Jennifer's, more. even in Jennifer's, um, we go to the first break with you singing a commercial jingle oh, no. or a TV theme song. Oh, no. So... <laughs> uh, oh, no. <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing. Oh, everyone wants to hear you sing. So think of a commercial or a TV jingle or a TV theme song, uh, Gilligan's Island, Beverly Hillbillies, uh, plop, flop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Well, that's an easy one. Yeah. Well, uh, then. Okay. Here, here's an old one. Okay. Uh, uh, hold the pickle, hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. See, I told you I can't excellent. sing. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was excellent. Uh, here, let's do it again. We'll harmonize. Ready? Okay. Hold the pickle, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. And would I have to wait long if you made one whopper with no pickle and no lettuce? No, sir. Hold the pickle, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. Alright. And we're gonna go out and take a break. Our first sponsor break today is Iris Spa, the irisspa.com. And you get aromatherapy, personalized, professional licensed massage therapy here in La Mesa. So check out theirisspa.com. And we are back today. My guest, Michael Wilson, went from unaccepted gay in Tennessee to homeless street urchin in Los Angeles <laughs> to failed pharmacy tech to successful writer. Is that a pretty good summary of your life? Yeah, that, that's a good okay. abridgment. <laughs> is, that, is that the highlights? Is yeah. Pretty much. And you've got a series, the Morning Morning Dove series. Morning Dove Mystery series. And it's spelled yeah. M-O-U-R, like morning. Right. Clever. I, I, and I, I read it 10 times and read morning, like good morning. Oh, yeah. And, and on one side, and one other side, oh, oh, I see what you yeah. did there. <laughs> and you've got three published. Right. Uh, well, and the third one will be out August 3rd. Okay, August 3rd. And that's good. And then your... Uh, you have eight total in mind, and yeah, all outlined. Do so. you think it'll go more, or is it a it natural could. Eric? That, oh, okay, so it, it could. could go more. And you're thinking of developing those into a TV series, or hoping to develop it like a Netflix series? That's that would be the dream. Okay. I, I just feel like uh, the Morning Dove mysteries really lend themselves to uh, a TV series, uh, like on HBO or Netflix. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you that um, first of all, thank you very much for the books and the swag yeah. and the hat and everything. I, You're the first. Okay, all you guys out there who've been on the show and didn't bring me swag, <laughs> <sighs> but um, the books, I absolutely plan to read. One of the things that 
that really caught my attention was you say you'd have a no guns and no knives. And to be honest, when you said that, I kind of rolled my eyes. I went, oh, oh. crying out loud. <laughs> but then when you explained it a little further, like some of the bizarre murders and everything, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. I think it's outstanding. What Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so I, I just... Well, first, how you came upon, how you decided to do that. And then second of all, or it, did it kind of happen together? Well, it? it goes back to the being a science geek. Okay. And so uh, when people are killed by a gun or a knife, you pretty much know that they were killed by a gun or a right. knife. Right. So in addition to who done it, I wanted to do how done it. Okay. You know? So maybe you don't know that. Uh, it, it, well, first off, the instigating murders in, in my books always seem supernatural. Right. But they ultimately have a scientific explanation. And I always compare it to the X-Files. Like if Scully had been the one always proven right instead of Mulder. Okay. Uh, so I, I just, I, I just like there to be a mystery on, on the person's on death. And, and sometimes well you don't even know if it was a murder or if some bizarre natural thing occurred. Yeah, the, the examples you gave me, and I hope I'm not spoiling anything, was that an ice skate or a girl skating on frozen leg is killed when he erupts into flames. Right. And another one is a man flies into a 30 story window when there are no other tall buildings around from which it could have come. So that's how they're committing these murders. Yeah, that's yeah and you're not uh, spoiling anything i always do the murder very first uh, very first scene in the okay. book so okay uh good because i would have had to edit that out <laughs> uh there's i remember watching shoot what was it it was a old like a maybe a barnaby jones or or one of the old pi shows and it was the same thing they had set up these murders like well a woman was diving in a pool and as she did they had a timer to to explode the light and then she got electrocuted oh now, I became a pool guy, and that's impossible. But yeah. <laughs> when I, but it had an impact when I watched it. So when right. you see these kind of unorth, and there were other, you know, scientific unorth. That one was another pool guy thing that I found out, and this one is true. That if you mix chlorine, your basic pool chlorine, and your basic pool muriatic acid, it's essentially mustard gas. Oh wow! And it makes, yeah. and I've inadvertently mixed them, and it's just a few drops is pretty potent but in the thing they had they were in a room and a guy took a, a shot a bullet and he had set the two next to each other and he shot through the two so that they mixed and the cloud oh ran. wow but it had a gun so you can't use that yeah <laughs> but well, had... and that's not to say that guns and <clears throat> knives don't appear in the books because uh i've had a gun and a knife and the pis actually carry guns right but uh the instigating murders, murders. are never caused by a gun okay. or a knife nice so it would be ballistic there'd be no ballistics no. There are ballistics, but not gun ballistics. Yeah. <laughs> ballistics. All right. It's like those puzzle things. You know, uh, the guy hangs himself with no chair, no nothing, right. but it was a big block of ice that melted. Right. That kind of thing. That's awesome. That's exciting. It also says that you um, used a friend's winery. Tell oh, me how yeah. that happened. So in this upcoming book, A Light to Kill By, uh, I needed a bottle of wine with a specific label, uh, Coyote Red, and... Uh, and I was just going to make up a winery to produce this. And I was like, well, my neighbors are own a winery. Maybe yeah. I could uh, talk to them and see if they would consider doing a wine with this label. And uh, they're Lafleur's Lafleur's Winery in San Marcos. Uh, and I spoke to Dana Lafleur, and she jumped at the chance. She's like, "Yeah, we'll do it." And so now so there's maybe she wants to sponsor a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she developed. Uh, they developed Coyote Red uh, uh, Red Wine, and she painted the label for it. And it's going to be launched the same day as the book comes out, really? August third. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you needed 
specifically Coyote Red. I needed I mean, a red Coyote on a wine label. Okay. And so that's what I, I proposed to her. And, and, and I think she might have come up with Coyote Red. I can't okay. remember. So I just that's said awesome. I needed a red Coyote. And the new book is A Light to Kill By. And it will right. be out uh, August 3rd. Right. In hardcover. Uh, all forms. Oh, wow. Uh, audiobook, uh, they usually release that about three or four weeks later. But, yeah, uh, but you're going to do paperback and hardcover at the same time? Yeah, paperback, hardcover, ebook. Huh. So Because paperback usually comes later, doesn't it? Uh, I don't some, know. We're a small, uh, my publisher's small, so okay. we don't uh, typically do that. I think that's okay. what the, the big houses do. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, cool. And you, is your uh, small publishing company looking for any new authors? Because I'm. Oh, I'm I, sure. Okay. I yeah. Got these, I got these. <laughs> I got these incredible stories. Just I'll hook you up. All I'll right. Give you their so, contact info. So we need a sponsor out of your winery, and we need a <laughs> publishing company. Does Jennifer yeah. do your public your publicity? It, Jennifer does my publicity, okay, and so we'll uh, the publisher is Acorn Publishing. They're based here in San Diego. Oh, perfect. I tell you. The swag bag, the hookups. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, I'm getting more out of this podcast than you're ever going to get. Okay, I want to talk about how you decided to create uh, murder mysteries. Why did you, why did you go that direction? Which, I mean, did you just start writing a story and then? Because sometimes you have a very clear vision of the trek you want to take, and then right. sometimes you start on a trek. And it kind of takes you in a direction. What happened with yours? How did that happen? Well, so my first book was a sci-fi uh, novel. But uh, as I was talking about the character I created in the first unpublished book, that I wanted him to be in law enforcement. So, of course, that kind of lent itself to uh, doing a murder mystery. And I always loved murder mysteries when I was a kid. I loved Agatha Christie, Three Investigators. Ellery Nancy Queen. Dur yeah, Ellery Queen magazine. I used yeah. to read that all the time. Alfred Hitchcock magazine. Hitchcock, yeah. Now, what's your protagonist's name? Emery Rome. Emery Rome. Yeah. R O M E. It's a palindrome. So. Emery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look at that. I love word puzzles. So. Clearly. Dang it. I wonder how long it would have taken me to figure out that it was a palindrome. <laughs> For so, those of you who don't know what a palindrome is, it's the same forward and backwards. And none of my listeners should not know what a palindrome is. Go find a dumb show. Because <laughs> this is a highbrow show here where we know what palindromes are. Yeah, and I'll do that throughout my books, not necessarily palindromes, but anagrams and stuff oh, yeah. that I don't tell anyone about. Nice. So, uh, oh, now. Little Easter can, eggs. Yeah. yeah now, now I know what to look for. I'm. You're probably third now, third on the list of books that that I have to read. Oh, cool. Uh, but I'll put you. I'll put you on the list. Uh, speaking of Easter eggs, I've got one more in Sedona. Uh, my antagonist in that hires a PI firm that we never see, but he talks to them on the phone. Well, he mentions by name Jeff from Morning Dove Investigations, and then in Murder on the Lake of Fire, I have the other end of that, that conversation. conversation. Yeah. Nice. See, that's that's brilliant. That's really cool <laughs> stuff. It you know that that takes planning you know it doesn't happen by accident I, i'm definitely a planner yeah and then you and when you sketch it out and those are, now do you have things come to you as you're like you have your sketch for eight stories oh yeah um and something oh what if i tied this back to that you yeah I, I i mean i i outlined the basic plot but i mean you have to do that with a murder yeah. mystery i didn't outline the the sci-fi novel okay. i just wrote and, and and that one turned out well but with a murder mystery you really kind of need to uh know who's doing what and where to place the clues and all that yeah. now I'll, I'll 
it definitely scenes will take on a different uh, tone than that than I expected. It's just when you get the because you you put these characters together and sometimes the conversation doesn't go as you had in your right. head once they start talking. So that's cool. Now, do do you think your mood sometimes affects the flow of the book? Like if you're in a dark or angry mood versus a chill, happy mood that yeah. you write your dialogue differently or write the details differently? Well, see, that's where I, I don't necessarily write the book in order. So if I'm feeling a, a, in a darker mood, as you say, then I could uh, go to a darker Chapter, scene right, yeah, right. Okay. And, and then write that. But I also use music uh, to put me in a mood. So if there's a if there's a scene that I want a specific mood for, then I'll find a song that has that mood and just play it on repeat until I until I'm done with the scene. Give me an example of a song. Uh, for a song for a mood. Give okay. Me a mood. Give me a song. There was a club scene in and uh, Murder on the Lake of Fire, and I used "Feel Alive" by the Benassi Brothers, just because it was so ethereal and energetic, and that's okay. that's the mood I wanted. So um, like EDM, what kind of yeah, music? Yeah, that, that's EDM. Okay. okay. Not not familiar with that particular one, but when you listen to this, that's gonna be playing in the background. Okay. Right now. <laughs> you wanna sing it? Is that what no. it is? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my singing career's behind. Okay, right. You, you peaked. Yeah. You, anybody who blinked might have missed it. So you're the Morning Dove, how'd you come up with the title? Well, uh, initially, um, the, the, it had a different title. The the it's Morning Dove Investigations is the PI firm in the books. And uh, initially, I had it as Southern Cross Investigations, and that was because of the Crosby, Stills, and Nash, song, uh, yeah. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young song, that uh, I thought would be a great um, opening for the title credits uh -huh. that that song. And so I called it Southern Cross Investigations, but then I found out there is a Southern Cross Investigations oh, in no. Australia, <laughs> and you're probably not getting the rights to that song. Oh yeah, <laughs> but but you know I, I was just right, ahead, planning ahead. Yeah, you know yeah. If, while I was writing the first book, planning ahead when it becomes a TV series. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, cool. Yeah. So you, you and then Southern Cross is gone. So then yeah, Morning Dove. I have Morning Doves out my out my window. Mm -hmm. So and they're all in my backyard. So I was like, well, Morning Dove, and I looked that up, and there's no Morning Dove investigations until now. So nice, nice. Now I can't imagine a fictitious title being a problem like if you did call it southern cross i just especially didn't somebody want it. in australia goes hey mate yeah you got <laughs> that's our name i i just want it to be completely original i don't no, like I for anything to be taken did you like that little australian accent I yeah i did okay. uh, you had me fooled i thought i was in, in <laughs> I, was I was in sydney yeah. i was transported <laughs> to sydney uh no that's great and then emory rome did you just decide you wanted a palindrome a palindrome or did you well no so We'll find out uh, uh, later. That in in the name. first book, his name, his last name was something different, and um, he gets adopted toward the end. And their name is Rome. Really? So yeah, that's kind of cool. Now, is it a, is it a focal point or is it just a throwaway? I mean, if you don't see it, you don't get it, or does somebody reference it at some point? Because sometimes people reference a name. And... No, it, it's just that. Um, so it, this first book that I wrote that I didn't publish, I'm using that as backstory for okay. for the Morning Dove Mystery series, and I've been seeding that in as a subplot in all three books, and it's coming to a head in the fourth book. The fourth book will delve. Uh, full force into Emery's backstory, uh -huh. and uh, it'll be partially told in flashback. So okay, and then your your uh, unpublished, soon to maybe be published, would be serve as a prequel. Yes, 
Uh, well, it's going to serve as the uh, flashback portion of oh, okay. book four. Okay. Then you can do Godfather style. Yeah. And do it all in sequence. Like yeah. <laughs> the, the new, with the Godfather re-release where they took all of the books and put them into into order, so to speak. With right. No flashbacks. Just went straight through. All right. We're going to take another commercial break right now. We're going to talk about retro sports. Jacob Oberwert. Retro sports does all of your team sports needs. He does embroidery silks. Did you just belt right in the middle of my read? Come on, man. I got sponsors to please. It's funny because poor Jacob, uh, I had two comedians on last, and uh, you should listen to it, especially when I ask them about the sponsors, and they're like, oh, if you have a receding hairline, go to Retro Sports. If you're a deadbeat dad, I'm like, guys, this is an actual sponsor. (laughs) And then you, Jacob, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hopefully you'll edit that out. I'm not. I <laughs> promise you. You belch on the mic. Not only is it going to make away. the podcast, yeah, yeah. it's going to make the, the opening snippets where I just take little bits and pieces. It's oh, going to no. it's going to make that. So the first thing people hear in your voice is going to be the burp and the reference to your burp. So I'm so sorry. You've done it now. Oh, don't be sorry. You gave me great content. <laughs> you may have to justify this to someone down the road, but for me... Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just say thank you. A- another <laughs> gift for you. <laughs> yes. Another gift for the swag bag. As I was saying, Jacob over at Retro Sports does team goods, individual goods. He does uniforms, silk screening, heat press, embroidery, all the things you might need. He also has repurposed sporting goods at a great price. So check out Jacob over at Retro Sports over on Fletcher Parkway. Hey, sports fans, what do Billy Eilish, Travis Scott, and me have in common. Jacob Oberon Retro Sports has done our gear. That's right, he's done gear for bands, teams, sports, schools. You have a need, he can fill it, I promise. They do embroidery, screen printing, tackle twill, heat press, and if you have an organization, they will build you a spirit website. You can do it for your school or your team, whatever you have going on. He posts it all, they order it, he makes it, and you get money. You share in the profits. It's free, check it out. They'll do your letterman's jacket, fitness equipment, whatever you need. And when you go in there, make sure you tell them that Tony on the mic sent you in. To Jacob Ober, great in the community. Outstanding product and service. Check out Retro Sports, retrosports.net and 9100 Fletcher Parkway in La Mesa. Okay, and we are back in Burp Free. We got all of our burps out during the break with Michael Wilson, author, and he promises not to burp for the rest of the show on the microphone, which I appreciate as a professional, but as a guy who appreciates humor and making fun of people, I appreciate the burp even more. So the gift that keeps on giving. I might even like to do a montage of your burp, like at the beginning, just burp, 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 and put, put it, it to music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if I was better at editing, I would do that. But unfortunately, I have limited skills and it would make me crazy. You talk about some of your hobbies and stuff. You like uh, puzzles, word puzzles, and logic problems. Right. Crosswords. Yeah, Sudoku, everything. You... Anything to do with words, logic. I, I, okay, I you know those uh, middle school things give me give me give me one off the top of your head and i'll see if i can solve it a little logic problem like the the one who uh we, we touched on earlier where the guy is found hanging in a room i'll see now that was it's catching michael stop it <laughs> that was not me <laughs> you, that you was not prove me. it it's my show i'm gonna edit it <laughs> it is catchy that's my first on-air burp in 48 episodes and when we play it back you're gonna think it was you <laughs> so but you know what I mean? The logic puzzle where, uh, or the the one where 
and I know you're not supposed to say midget, but little person won't exactly do it. The, he only goes up to floor 24 in a 48-story building and walks up the stories because that's the highest button he could reach in the elevator. You know, something like that. Right. So, so do you have something like that? Do you have one? Not off the top of my head. Come on. I'm sorry. I I, I was well, take, ill prepared. Take your time because we can <laughs> we and we can visit. We can circle back to it if you need to, or want to. Okay. So, do you do Sudoku? No. So not number problems. No. Okay. So just word problems. Uh, find a word. See, word um, jumbles. Yeah. Yeah. Word jumble. Okay. Uh, not not so much find a word. Okay. And did you uh, like Da Vinci Code? Uh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, with yeah. all the different yeah. puzzles in that. That was a lot of fun. And then you also love to travel. So so going from homeless sleeping in the back of a beat up truck to Machu Picchu, where you right. propose South America, Europe. Yeah, I didn't start traveling till I was. 40 so wow. yeah so i i um but yeah i've been to uh, we did our honeymoon in greece i was in italy a couple of years ago for mm. a book signing for oh, wow. the italian version of murder on the lake of fire nice. in rome which was really cool that would be amazing <laughs> it, it was that that was quite an experience i want to go to rome i want to see the Colosseum and the ruins i, and I loved it well you know and taking latin we of course, studied Rome, right? And so right. it's cool to see. Well, it. my daughter studied Rome. And she went to she went to Rome. I was so proud of my kids. They took a trip last summer or two summers ago, summer before COVID. And my we had a German exchange student live with us for a year. So oh wow, they my daughter and son flew together to Barcelona, spent four or five days in Barcelona, and then my son went to Germany to visit his friend Leon, and my daughter went to Rome by herself and oh. just traveled around and and saw the ruins and she's a big history buff so she saw me too you know she was and she was like this is a spot where caesar yeah got killed and she was telling me about it and hit the coliseum she's taking pictures she goes i just started crying a couple times because it's just surreal to be there which is which is awesome yeah i brought my books along so i could take pictures of them at the coliseum oh and nice, all these other nice. sites same thing machu yeah. picchu i i i only had sedona out at that time so i took that and pictures so sedona of. was first and that's that's your that's not the morning dove murder mystery no series. that that's a contemporary fantasy slash sci-fi novel okay. and that was just based on my experience uh in sedona and uh building on the mythology of that town they've got a very specific mythology with Sedona's that. amazing yeah i love it and from 1992 to about 1996 it was the number one selling comforter and duvet pattern Oh really? <laughs> yes. And I used to work at Bed Bath and Beyond. Okay. And Sedona was the number one. It was, as you might imagine, uh, like burgundy and pastels right. and rose colors and things like that. Well, and so uh, this is the 10th anniversary of Sedona, and we're releasing a 10th anniversary edition. Okay. We've gone through and updated it. Uh, we've uh, changed the cover. It's going to have an audio book now. It didn't before. Nice. And uh, so how that'll. Do pick, how do you pick? Who's going to do your audio book? Do you get Morgan Freeman? Uh, no, <laughs> this guy's name is James Sasser. He's a he's an actor, and he, he's okay. done all the Morning Doves except for uh, Death. Uh, he wasn't available at that time, so I had mm. to use someone else for that. But uh, he did Sedona. He just fin wrapped that. Was... See, I think I want to do. I want to do morning. I want to do readings like that. I want to do audio books and and stuff. We're doing our next phase of the podcast or another chapter of the podcast we're gonna do like real time radio serials oh yeah where we have characters and some sound effects and do different things and and i'm excited about that and then i do one about storytelling and and parenting and again these are all due to release or start releasing probably here in the next few weeks i want to make sure i have 
a half dozen in the bank. Oh, that's you know, so you're not scrambling or having long breaks with no content. Right. Yeah, his name is James Sasser, but I think he goes by Hugh Bradley is his professional name okay. for for voiceovers. How'd you find? How'd you? How's that process work? Uh, God, I can't remember through uh, through Amazon actually. They have ACX is their audiobook um, provider, uh-huh. and and I just picked him out huh. because he does. Uh, he's he's not from the South, but he does a good southern accent without okay. going overboard right that's yeah. And, and yeah i just wanted to be a nice natural southern accent and he did that really well and then for uh for sedona they're mainly from arizona and, and california so he didn't have to do much of an accent yeah. for that that's cool I, I just got back from south carolina last weekend and south redeemed itself a little bit for me i had not so pleasant memories uh from the 80s i mean of course i had good friends i graduated in 81 and but there was some being i'm also biracial my dad's black my mom's white and having the the just there's a lot of racial tension yeah. and and it, of course being a teenager i'm, I'm sure i exp, i blew it up in my head and then but going back it it was it was better everybody was making steps everybody's trying yeah. you know which is all you can ask for you can ask for people to try and grow and try and help and be a little more accepting and that was that was a relief. Uh, it, 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 re- it redeemed itself in my eyes. That's good. Yeah, I had the same experience where you know I, I left because I just didn't like the environment. Uh, right. And then uh, when I went back years later to Nashville, it had it, it's just so much more open, and, yeah. and I just really now, enjoy do you think it, it more now. Open, or do you think that you were able to see it in a different prism? It's more open. Oh, okay. no, and that, that's absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the first time I went back, uh, I think, was for a gay softball tournament. Oh, my goodness. And to have that in Nashville when I was a kid, I don't think that would have happened. Now, if you had a really, really, really good softball player who wasn't gay, would you let him play? I, 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 it wasn't me. It was my boyfriend at the time who mm-hmm. was playing softball. So, I mean, yeah. would, you, would you bring in a ringer? Because I'm a pretty good softball player. You know what? I don't know. I, I would assume, you know, I, I, I think mind. they did have some straight players on okay. there. Yeah. So I, I would go like, is there a litmus test? That you <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't have to a... prove anything. Okay. I don't think. All right. Cause I, Hey, depending on the size of the trophy. Yeah. Okay. I'm in just so you know, you need a ringer in San Diego. Yeah. Although now I wouldn't consider myself a ringer anymore, but I was pretty good back in the day, but now not so much. So we talk about, uh, guilty pleasures, real housewives series of Beverly Hills. No, just one. Just, just the Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. And the only reason for that is because when I was a kid, one of my favorite movies was uh, Escape to Witch Mountain. And Kim Richards was in that. And so I was a big fan of hers when I was a kid. And uh, when Real Housewives of Beverly Hills started, it was Kim Richards was one of the stars of it. And so I started watching it for, for that. Right. And, and um, yeah, I've just continued even, <laughs> after, even after she left the show. So, So do you like any good television? Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> like I do. What, what, is, what are some of the good shows that you like? Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. Uh, you, gave, you gave me a little list. I just want to see if there's any overlap and different things. Well, you know, I was a huge X-Files fan. I know okay. that's not on yeah. anymore. But, no, yeah. Uh, but uh, Sabrina, I, I love that. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. That was not, a, Is that Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yeah, but but this was After. a lot different. This was, uh, I think it was Greg Berlanti who who huh. did this version, like the same one who does Riverside and all that, and and it was. Uh, did you watch Riverside? Was, what's that? Did you watch Riverside? Uh, I I did the first 
season or that two. Sounds, I watched the first season. My wife's watched all of it. She, oh, yeah. Yeah, she likes it. Um, it also says Lucifer. Yeah, Lucifer. Big fan. I love it. You know, did you watch the last season? It came yeah, it, it, it's starting in September, I think. Is there another season coming? Yeah, well, I think it's the last part, uh, the oh, last those, half of okay. season six. Okay, because, we, yeah, we watched... I think we're up to date with everything that's out. And it's just a fun show. It great, is. And a great premise. And he's great. He is great. He is he's great. You know, and it's funny that it got a little pushback at first, of course, you know, predictably from, you know, Christians who don't accept the idea that you can have interpretations and you can right. have... A fun-loving devil. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's not a bad guy. Yeah. Who's, you know, all things considered. Selfish. Yeah. But hedonistic. Mandalorian and Marvel oh, Universe yeah. shows. Uh, yeah, I so. loved WandaVision. That yeah, was what about so... uh, Loki? Yeah, I just finished watching that. Loved right. that too. Yeah. But but uh, and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But God, my was favorite good. was uh, WandaVision. Yeah, I think my favorite was Falcon and Winter Snowman because uh, he finally got a black Captain America. Yeah, and I'm down with that. Yeah, me too. So let's see, Warrior Nun. I'm not sure what that is. Oh yeah, I think that's on. Is it Amazon or Netflix? Uh, there's only been one season, but yeah. uh, it was it's another. It's, it, it's kind of like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, but, okay, all right. Yeah, but uh, no vampires, demons. So yeah, no warrior. Oh, so it's a it's a nun. Yeah. Who who fights demons? Basically. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're not selling it here. I mean, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. It's really a great show. It really no, is. I mean, but is that the premise? Is there something more? Am I missing? Uh, she has a halo implanted in her back, and that gives her special powers. Ah. Okay. This might get edited out, because that's kind of... No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> that's just dumb. No, <laughs> it's top, really no, not. I'm just no, I'm just top Chef. Top Chef. My son, my youngest... Top Chef loved, just, yeah. Yeah, he came in. He's, he's started to watch a lot of the cooking shows. And that's it's kind of cool. Some of the things we can do, we cook a lot together. Yeah. I which, don't, yes. but I love watching it. So. Yeah. Uh, Equalizer. Yeah, uh, Queen Latifah. Yeah, yeah. there's she. Okay, and and here, I mean, just so you understand, kind of my my perspective on life is, I like her and will forgive a lot because she's just got that personality. I she's love her. Got, yeah, and the show is terrible. Oh really? Yes. You don't like it? No. Critically, I do like it. Okay. I do like it. Let me let me try and differentiate okay. but as i watch some of the plots develop and some of the character arcs it's it's not well done oh <laughs> but it's likable it's likable yeah. and i like her and i like the characters or and i enjoy the show but i enjoy it I like beverly hills wives beverly housewives i mean that's that's not a good show i hate oh, to break no. it to you but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but did you ever see living out loud I did. Oh my I god did. i love that movie and, one of I my favorites was, i thought that was okay i thought that was yeah. well i thought that was I, Oh, you say well done. Yeah, I thought that was done yeah. well. It was, and I think there's a difference. I think sometimes uh, we just watched Turner and Hooch the series with oh. Drake and Josh Kid, the kid who used to be in Drake and Josh. Okay. And again, likable characters. So we like the show. Cute dog. Terrible, terrible. Just you're like, if you'd spent 20 minutes producing this, you'd have a good <laughs> show here. Yeah. And it's it just really it's just kind of a well now and that's what we live in the entertainment gristle mill you know right. we're just churning out churning out content some of it turns out to be Queen's Gambit you listed that's oh yeah fabulous love that too. and then some of it's Drake and Josh but Young Shelton I haven't watched that oh yeah I no I love Big Bang Theory okay. and, and of course uh, Young Sheldon just yeah. is in that groove so and, and then, I love Annie Potts yeah yeah uh, Animal Kingdom I'm on board 100%. yeah percent. 
It just started again. The so. new season. Yeah, yeah I'm, I get. I'm up to date. I'm, yep, I, me too. And I like watching weekly. I like that. I know it's kind of old school. Yeah, with, like and, the MCU shows. Yes, yes. Disney. I I like that. And and I try to explain to my kids that, you know, when you watch a show for for six seasons or eight seasons, that's six or eight years of your life that you're invested yeah. in this. And now you watch six in a month. You know, and you, you just don't. It'll never be the same. You'll never have the same attachment as you had to Hawkeye Pierce. Or Sam and Diane yeah. from Cheers. Or... There's not that memory imprint. Uh, right. From from week to week to week to week to week. It's right. all, it's all, it all comes in and sometimes very well done. Like Game of Thrones was great. It was, yeah. you know, you watch uh, Arya grow up, you know, and, and from the beginning of the series to the end of the series. But yeah. if you, if you, if you watch it all, you know, in a, in a month or two months or even six months, it's, it's still really good, but it's not the same. It's just, right. you know, not the same. Let's see. Movies, back at the, are you going to theaters again? I, I just went to see Black Widow. Yeah, so do we. Wow. We uh, we went and saw that. How many people were in the theater when you went? Not much. Yeah. Uh, I, I went to Sinopolis, uh, La Costa, and yeah, probably two dozen people. Yeah, it's about same with us, about 20 people, I was going to say. Which is too bad, but it's good. Well, now that COVID's spiking yeah, because yeah. freaking idiots. But uh, I, I look for, I, I like... I, it's a love hate relationship. I love going to the movies and and having everyone on the same page, and then every now and then you get someone who thinks they're a little more clever or just completely unaware of everyone around them, and they talk and they do this. That makes me nuts. Yeah. But but the the cinematic experience where everybody's cheering and laughing at the same time, I, we just like don't have Endgame. Enough of that. Yes, yes, yeah, and we just don't have enough of that anymore. We we just don't have enough. It's it's everybody's got their own screen, their own. Right. their own bubble their own life and and there's just not enough common shared experiences go to the mall put your hands on a pair of shoes before you buy them i mean i <laughs> i know i know i'm old and yes i do online shopping too but i just i like theaters i like public events i like community i just like people being together i think that's a good thing but enough about me since it's uh your episode <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i get off on a tangent that i'm passionate about uh, let's see. Food. What kind of food do you like? Uh, Italian, Mexican, sushi. Sushi's my favorite. So. Okay. Somebody's coming to town. Where are you going to take them? Sushi. Sushi. Which one? Oh, Lord. Do you have one? Uh, actually, I mean, we actually one. try different ones. So right. we'll, we'll go from like North Park on to Encinitas and trying different oh, places. Wow. So each time we decide we want sushi, we'll look on uh, on uh, uh, Yelp and just pick one. Pick one? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we'll go to roll or uh, slice or whatever oh yeah, yeah well crunchy roll and then okay. i like my salmon sashimi so okay yeah. nice and then what what about italian what's your go-to uh, uh spaghetti spaghetti <laughs> mexican <laughs> spaghetti. uh yeah uh, uh chicken enchilada all right wet or wet or dry uh wet wet okay yeah. gotta have it wet and then let's see pistachios oh and here's where you kind of broke my heart i gotta be honest because <laughs> you like chocolate yeah, and I I'm a big chocolate guy too, but it doesn't have nuts or coconut. Oh my god, I can't stand coconut makes me vomit. Oh. <laughs> okay, right, you're gonna have to prove that because I'm a mounds bar, no, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I swear, it's just the smell of it makes me sick. Wow, I love I love coconut yeah. and especially coconut and chocolate, and then nuts. I love anything. I I, I can eat nuts separately. I don't like huh. them in things. Chocolate. Yeah, I don't okay. like them in. Cakes, pies, or or ice cream? Uh, candy. No, can't Smooth stand that. Cream? It runs the texture. See, that's funny because I like the texture of ice cream when it has mm. 
chunks of stuff. No, I used to I'll be a put, smooth ice cream guy. Yeah, see, I'll put the, uh, a bowl of ice cream in the microwave for 15 seconds to melt it. So. And then drink it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, no, that's that's good. What's something that you want people to know about you? What, what Besides, if they just read your book and, and just as a cursory person, what, what do you want people to know about you? God. Besides your singer, your great singer. <laughs> besides. <laughs> and you my, burp on the microphone. <laughs> besides those two things. Besides those two things, just... Um, I don't know. I, I hope that people are just try to be nice to everyone. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think I try to be nice. I do have a temper, but I always try to be nice to everyone, regardless of uh, their opinions. So you, you want you want people to think that you're a nice person? Yeah. Okay. All right. Funny person? I, I'm Smart funny. Person? I'm funny when I'm around people I know. Okay. Uh, but well, uh, clearly we've never met. Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. See, so you so see, you don't get to experience that. But, but uh, no, because I am an introvert, and so I'm. But when I'm comfortable with people, then yeah, I'm kind of a smart ass. All right. All right. You're doing you're, well. You're doing great here. So okay. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about this. What do you want people to know about your books? Uh, I just hope that uh, they give them a chance. These are first and foremost mystery novels. Uh, I think they've got uh, cool puzzles in them. Uh, you know, as far as the murder mystery goes, it's. And uh, I don't believe you've seen the murders uh, anywhere else before. You you haven't read them before, so uh, I think they're pretty original. And um, just um, I, I hope they like mysteries because that, that, that's is it. Is it one murder per book? Um, not always. Okay. I mean, but in there's always an instigating murder. Right. Okay. And, uh, then, I mean, and then there can be more later. Um, there's, I've had one of them that didn't have any others. Okay. But, oh, but, ooh, so most of your other ones do have other murders. Well, this third book starts with two. Oh. And the, the, the blueprint is solve the puzzles by the. Yeah, first off, figure out how on earth uh, a person could have been murdered that way. Right. And then who did it? Hmm. Interesting. No, that's, it's funny because when people ask me, which they always do, I'm just kidding, they never do, about what I, I want people to think about me is that, that I'm nice and compassionate, smart, funny, you know, that, I, right. that I'm giving and, and the work and the writing that I do. You know, it's it's I'm that weird dichotomy that I think burping's funny. I think it's funny <laughs> with farts, but I never want to be known as a burp fart guy. Right. Y you know, same here. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a, it's a well placed. You know, <laughs> and I will edit out your fart that you did on them. <laughs> I, did, I did not. <laughs> I'll edit it out. Don't worry, nobody will ever know. Uh, they'll hear us talking about it. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to get back with one final segment. We're going to take our final break today. And we're going to hear from Alante Construction. Rick Villapondu, Big Rick over at Alante. From the windows to the walls and the ceiling to the floor. From the border to Encinitas. He does everything you might need in construction. Alante Construction. Alante. Whoa. Construction. Whoa. When you need some work on your home and you want a professional job, you can call on Big Rick because that man is so slick and then you will enjoy peace of mind. You can leave all confusion and all disillusion behind. 
If it's a new kitchen or patio, just call on daddy-o. Alante. Whoa. Construction. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, this is going off for Big Rick. Rick and Alante Construction. San Diego County, top to bottom, left to right. He handles all your needs. No job too big or too small. You want it done and done right. All big Rick. And we are back with author Michael Wilson talking about his morning dove mysteries and morning dove investigations. What would be really cool is one day somebody actually opens a morning dove investigation. Which, see, goes back to why I didn't want to use the original name uh, when there was yeah. already one in Australia. Yeah, so, so my, uh, my nephew is a private investigator and he just started and he's and he's oh, wow. he, he says he's doing a lot of garbage work right now just you know but he hopes to get into bigger stuff and and maybe we'll make him a <laughs> yeah. a, a morning dove pi there you go call it morning dove because that would be cool if it was an actual and then of course in a perfect perpetuation of all this would be he comes across the most incredible crimes in real life right and then they adapted for the book and then adapted for the series on netflix season four you know yeah it could work so it could work it absolutely <laughs> could work so usually i wrap these things up with the electric chair question and that's where we are you have committed a capital crime you're waiting to be sentenced to death you have one movie to watch one meal to eat while you watch that movie and one song to put in your headphones as you dissolve off into the great abyss so uh what's going to be your movie well i think i already mentioned it, living out loud okay i, I really love that movie just queen latifah and holly hunter the internal dialogue yeah. it just i, I love resonates. it resonates yeah. yeah yeah and uh your meal while you watch that sushi okay i'm gonna need a little more specifics that's too broad oh okay um salmon sashimi okay and that's it no oh, I mean... with a side of masago okay I, I like to dip in the masago okay and a drink Maybe have a little uh, coyote red from Lafleur's Winery up in yeah. San Marcos. <laughs> Absolutely. See, yeah, that'd be that's it. Then I'm not sure how they're going to feel about providing a last meal for you, but <laughs> who knows? And what song are you going to listen to? What What's going to be the going out? Song? Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street has just always been my favorite song. I don't okay. know why. When I heard it as a kid, it just really uh, stuck with me. That's. And, uh, it's the one with the sax. Yeah, with yeah. the saxophone and. And uh, I wish I knew more of the words. I'd sing it. I know them, but I'm not going to sing okay. them for you. You say the words, and <laughs> no. then I'll sing them. We'll, we'll do a we'll do one of those um, cool what's in Will Shatner yeah. versions. Of, yeah. Have you seen some of those? You should just Google Will yeah. Shatner singing. It's yeah, it's, and uh, Leonard yeah. Nimoy didn't he do something? Nimoy, Nimoy, yeah. his was actually oh, well, Shatner's maybe too legit. You know, I mean, yeah. Nimoy I think thought he could sing. Okay. And Shatner does a lot, of, like he does Rocket Man, and it's like, and they say it's gonna be a long, long time till touchdown. Brings me around back again, and it's, but he's doing it so seriously, it's hard to know. It clearly feels on Saturday Night Live, you would just laugh your ass off, thinking right. it was the funniest thing ever. But the way it's, you know, you should Google something, and he does a bunch of songs, and they're all, and he goes on uh, some some shows like like Jack Parr and. Oh, really? shows wow. yeah and we have uh, yeah i'm gonna have to look for that yeah because it's it's pretty funny 
So, um, what crime do you think you might have committed that would have put you in the the chair? Road rage. Road rage. You <laughs> yes. murdered somebody on the road. Yeah, I I hate driving. Really, and, and it upsets me. <laughs> so. Yeah. Now you said it was a long trip. I'm sorry. Where were you coming in from? Escondido. Escondido. Yeah, that's a that's a nice little trek down to the lush La Mesa studios that you're sitting in now. Yeah. But but I, I'm just not. Uh, I'm not an easygoing driver. I just want to get to where I'm going as fast as I can. And, and you're I mean, the problem. You're not. Well, the... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I completely admit that. I, I, I just really don't like being behind the wheel. Well, that is all I have. I want to thank you for coming in today, Michael Wilson, Morning Dove, and what's Sedona? What was the name of the Sedona? Sedona Los Vortex. And by the way, if you look up my name on uh, Amazon, it's Michael J. Wilson. There's okay. another Michael Wilson. Oh, we so, don't want to promote it. Yeah. And is it spelled the same way? M-I-K-E-L. Wilson. But there's an M-I-K-E-L Wilson out there, too. So buy him out or something. Yeah. Wait, is he a writer also? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, we're actually Facebook friends too. Oh, right. so we connected on Facebook, so he couldn't be a dentist or something. No. Be a... So Michael J. Wilson, and you spell it M I K E L. Check it out. Check out the Morning Dove Murder Mystery series. He's got two out. One coming out August August third. August third. That'll be the third in the series, and he's got five more in the pipeline for a total of eight. And then soon you'll be able to see those on a Netflix or HBO Max type thing. We're going to speak it into existence. So do you have a social media presence? Do you have a... Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael J. Wilson uh, is, uh, you know, my name on everything. Twitter, Instagram, uh, and okay. it's author Michael J. Wilson on Facebook. Okay. Author Michael J. Wilson on Facebook. I actually, I, I like Googled that. I looked that up today. And... Um, Anything else you want to? Anything else you want to? Well, uh, Sedona Lost Vortex, the tenth okay. anniversary edition, out September twenty eighth. We're actually going to be going to Sedona the week beforehand to hide crystals. Uh, to uh, we're, we're hosting a crystal scavenger hunt. Fun. And it's a, one crystal for eight of the main characters in the book at places they visited in the book. Oh, so, so I should read the book. Yeah, <laughs> and then go and. Find the crystals. If someone finds all of them, they get a bonus $500. So, what? It's $100 for each crystal. That's wow. Fine. Yeah. How fun is that? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad uh, glad I remember to promote it. Sometimes <laughs> I, I forget and I get caught up in the conversation. So now I'm going to ask you to say goodbye. Say goodbye to the folks, Michael. Goodbye and thank you all for listening. Yeah, please like, click, subscribe. Tell all your friends, Tony on the Mic. You can find me at TonyOnTheMic.com. You can also find me at Tony on the Mic on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the TikToks. I'm on the TikToks. I haven't TikToked yet, but I'm going to TikTok. Yeah, and then uh, once, once I start doing that, we're slowly filling all the entertainment platforms. So check it out. Like and subscribe. I appreciate your support. Thank you again for coming all the way down from Encinitas. And we're going to sign off. Good night. Tony in the Mesa. The Mesa. Outro. 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 And that's going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. I want to thank my guests. I want to thank my sponsors. And you can find more info and episodes at TonyOnTheMic.com. Tony on the Mic on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. All these platforms are slowly becoming populated with quality entertainment products. So check it out. And tell your friends and click and like and subscribe and all that stuff. 